listening to Ray has breakthrough join us as we discuss our daily things that we deal with as Christians that's considered taboo so welcome in everybody welcome to Rahab's breakthrough I'm Dom and I'm princess but before we get started with this episode Dom's gonna open us up with a moment of prayer Father, we just thank you, Lord, for each and every person that's listening right now. Father, Lord, we thank you for their lives, Father. Lord, we pray that you open their hearts, open their minds, open their ears, God, and even their eyes, Father, to see that where they are isn't where they'll end up, to believe in you, Father, and just to grow their faith. And we pray all that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So on this episode here, I wanted to start by just giving a little info about myself and Dom's and where our Christian faith first started. So, Dom, did you want to lead us in to yours, or do you want me to start? How would you like that? Uh, yeah, I can start. Um, so, of course, I wasn't blessed like some people are to grow up in church. <laughs> so, um, as, as you know, in my adolescent years, we were in church, um, but we weren't faithful to church. Um, I feel like we really had a misconception of who Christ was. Um, in our lives. Um, and so, you know, we, we went to church whenever we felt like it. Um, so we really didn't have that relationship with Christ either. Um, and just as we grew up, we just grew up doing our own thing until that one moment that we just had that encounter with God. And it, it just, it's been life altering ever since. So with you growing up with, into church, like what part like what denomination did you more so grew into um I never really found one that I really grew into but um Catholic so I there's this this thing called catechism and you're you're required to go to this this service or this mass so many times and do so many things and um, accomplish so many deeds before you would, um, I think it's called um, making your first communion. I think that's what it is. They work you up to um, partaking in the communion um, of the body of Christ. Um, but that was the only one that I really got into. And, and I was still young even then. Um, but I, just for the record, I, I did not make my first communion. So, <laughs> so I failed somewhere along the line in there. Um, but that that's just what it was. We didn't have a solid backing. Okay, so, like, just going back to what you said, that it's your first time that, like, you got into, like, you got into less than, like, you were enjoying it, or you got into, like, just that process of just working yourself into that first communion, but you didn't quite get <laughs> so, there. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, um, I definitely didn't like it. <laughs> I'm not even going to cap. I did not like it. Um, it was fun. Obviously, you know, they made it fun for kids, but... It, it just, it was something that we did and it became a chore. It was like just getting in the motion of, of showing up to this service. I can't even remember what we did in there. I don't know if we were memorizing verses. I know at that time they were teaching us the rosary, by the way. I failed that too. Um, it, it just didn't, I don't know. We made it fun because it was, it was, you know, we met up every Sunday. So that's what we had to do. But it was, it definitely wasn't something that I woke up and I was like, oh, we're going to service today. Absolutely not. No, it was, it was definitely not like anything like that. But that was, yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. It wasn't, it was, it was a, it was a chore that was done by the entire family. And I feel like that's Mm -hmm. what made it 
worthwhile and worth doing because it was my grandparents, my grandmother, well, my great grandparents, then my grandmother, then my mom, my uncles, my cousins, like it, you know, we just had, it, that was our family day, just going to church, mm-hmm. eating donuts, getting fried chicken afterwards. <laughs> like literally, like call me ignorant, like call me ignorant to this, but I did not know that there was black Catholics. Oh. Like really. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's why I said, call me ignorant. Like, I just never known of a black Catholic. Like, I mean, why are you playing on my grandparents? are very light skinned, very like pale. So, <laughs> so you're probably right. Um, I don't, that's so funny. I don't remember seeing any darker people. Like, I don't. My, my catechism teacher was like a high yellow. My grandparents were pale as mayonnaise. Like, that's, that's so true. Like, what's their background? Yeah, they're, they're Frenchmen. Okay. They're Frenchmen. Okay. Um, but, you, you know, I, speaking of, I never have. Mm-hmm. It's You know how you go to a Baptist church and you're just like, just, just full of black people. Exactly. But, but that's right. In the Catholic church, it was, it was very diverse. Mm-hmm. It was very diverse, but there was, it was definitely not like Baptist and, and Methodist. It, it definitely wasn't. You can definitely tell by the style of worship. Mm-hmm by the way things are done it's it's almost ritual that's taking place during mass instead of um communing with god it's like it's 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 like steps that you have to take like when we read in um leviticus Mm -hmm. it's it's the same thing and it's happening in mass um but we we didn't our family didn't stick it out we we definitely didn't stick it out my mom though on the other hand she did make her first communion and so did my uncles, but this was way back in the day. And that's another thing that made it enjoyable as well was knowing that my mom went to this exact church when she was my age. Mm. So it was just like it was a family tradition. It's just like you get in there, you get your first communion. And that's all I knew. I was like, okay, you know, we're Catholic. That's what we are. And I believe me, I was proud to tell everybody I was Catholic at the time because I was <laughs> like, I'm in church. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, your rosary. It was <laughs> carry that thing faithfully, okay? And it was purple. So that's what made it exciting. But it wasn't until I grew up, I got older, I realized that what we were doing wasn't from the heart. Mm -hmm. We weren't serving God from a place of being genuine. It was, this is, this is the chore that we do. We do it. And because we do this chore, we're, we're considered righteous. Like a duty. Yeah. Like a duty. And if we did that duty, then we were just like, oh. Me and God, we like this type. <laughs> but it was it was actually the opposite. I don't feel like that period in time drew me any closer to God. It just drew me closer to the activities of God. Right. So. Nice. 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 Like, nice. I know, like, just for myself here, like, we was, I grew up, I grew up Midwest, but I grew up um, Baptist. So I was more so of a Baptist. We went to church, basically. Uh, I remember going, like, going with my granny to church every so often, um, Wednesday, during her Bible studies. And then we had to go to the choir Fridays. Friday choir. Saturdays, we had something called the Winter Bible Olympics that happened every few times of the year. And then Sundays, we had church. So it was just... But, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was like with me though, like I would go to that side of family, like, uh, cause like I had two different side of family. So my mom's, like my mom's dad's side of family, that was where my granny, like, so she was like the prayer warrior, like she was the church, church or yeah. whatever. But my mom's mom's side of family, 
there was like no church there. Mm-hmm. So me being a kid, <laughs> I gravitated more towards my mom's mom's side of family yeah. to where it wasn't a duty. It wasn't like I needed to go. Mm-hmm. But then there was times where um, I did go to my granny's side, my, my, my mom's dad's side of family. And then we had to go to church. I knew what to be expected. Mm-hmm. But also like growing up, being in middle school, kids or whatever, like Friday nights, what's football games? Football. Yeah, mm-hmm. we wanted to go there, but we couldn't because we had choir. Mm-hmm. And everybody know me. I can't sing. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot sing at all. Like I can't. And but we had to be in choir or whatever. Uh, but I knew like I like if there's something that like I wanted to do on the like on the Saturday. Like, I knew, okay, well, I'm just going to go and ask, like, ask mom to stay over to my aunt's house to where I don't have to go or whatever. Mm-hmm. But being at my granny's house, like, I, like um, Saturday nights, uh, I remember, like, all of the kids would literally stay at my granny's house. And looking back, like, yeah, all of the kids stayed at my granny's while our parents went out and did whatever they did. They basically <laughs> low-key used, like, like my granny was a sitter. But anyways, but it was just, like, but that like that moment with my cousins was fun at my mm-hmm. granny's house. We had pallets made, everything. Yeah. And then waking up uh, that following morning, which my granny, like, she had pancakes, eggs, bacon, yeah. whatever, like, all of that prepared for us. And God only knew how she did it because she got up early in the morning, made sure she went to Sunday school, came back and had a breakfast prepared for us. She always read a scripture out in the Bible or chose one of us to read it. And then we led it up with the Lord's Prayer and then we continued to get ready and head to church. But wow. uh, yeah, right. That's Proverbs thirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was like my granny. Like, like, like she's a strong woman. Like, yeah, she, like she's strong. Wow. Like she's a like she's a strong woman for real. And that's who like everyone just idolized. Like everyone like look up to her. Like yeah. seriously, look up to her. Uh, when her and my grandpappy like when they were married or whatever, like he passed away a few years ago. So everyone looked up to their relationship. But anyways, I feel like I'm getting off topic though. But <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway. so so with so with growing up with a grandma like that, how was it in those years where it was just like you were out doing your own thing, you know, God wasn't a priority. How was it? How was it knowing that you had pretty much a hellfire and brimstone grandmama and you just out here? <laughs> no, she wasn't a hell fryer in Broomstone. No, she was not. Like, she was like, my granny did not judge at all. Like, she did yeah. not judge. Uh, she, um, like, like, how can I explain her? Like, she listened to you, but she also was your protector. Mm. like she protected you and she prayed for you like she was that like and I just thought that it was the craziest thing because like I felt like she never slept like she took naps throughout the day but she never because like I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I just see her up at 3 a.m just reading it like just reading in her bible and then praying and then in my head not knowing what I knew like what I know now I'm like granny weird like (laughs) (laughs) like she's weird I mean as any child would think like every time I get up you up (laughs) reading the word what is that yes wow 
Yeah, but like just looking up, just knowing what I know now, and then and then you know just knowing these steps of like what I'm actually like going through, I now experience like what she knew, or then also like if we would get in trouble or. Like, for an example, like, I had a cousin or whatever, like, she, I, like, I remember, like, she got in trouble or whatever, and then my granny, she always said, yeah, God already told me. And I'm like, oh, here, granny, using God, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, anyways, but, like, but anyways, like, just having a grandma like that, and then I remember, like, also, like, uh, when we got in trouble, though, when we got in trouble, we had to sit down and read the Bible. Like, read the Bible. And I remember one time, like, it was me and my cousin, we was reading. And I forgot what passage it was, but every time, like, when she would have us sit and read it, like, she would always say, read it to this verse, to this verse. Well, it was my time, time if, like, if it was my turn to read, then I would literally read past the verses because it became interesting mm. to me wow and then i remember my cousins like they would try to stop me but then she was like nope don't stop her like she's into it and but i was like i was literally into it at that time not knowing what it was mm. but hey this story sounds interesting yeah. i want to continue yeah, reading it or whatever it. so yeah but my granny though like she's like like she like she's literally like she's literally a strong woman everyone in the family would tell you like she's literally a strong woman and like the prayer warrior of the family seriously wow so what was that what was that that pivotal point in your life where you feel like you had an encounter with God and you and your life was just it's just changed for the better what when was this and how was that mm, are we going there right now right now. <laughs> okay so I mean <laughs> Okay, so let's just backtrack it, like, backtrack it, wow. Let's just backtrack for a minute there. Because, uh, okay, so I grew up in the church. And um, growing up in church, you know, just like you say, it was just like a role. Like, you were just doing mm-hmm. it and doing it. But I did not have that relationship with God mm-hmm. or whatever. It was just, like, feel like a, like something that, like, you had to do because that's how you were that's raised. Was, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then I re- and then I really remember I had questions about certain things in the Bible, yeah, or certain things. Period. But no one was able to answer it because it was just like that's just how it is, yeah. You know. So I found myself um, without going into like without going in depth to it, like I found myself because, like, how can I say this? I found myself leading more into the new age mm, or whatever. Okay. Uh, searching for answers absolutely the new age and then also with uh, like and then with me dealing with my sexuality during that time um so it was just up until uh but i would say uh last year it took last year absolutely Mm. like last like last year when i was in like i was in a dark place and no one would like no one noticed um how bad it was though but i was in a dark place and I would say, um, literally, it was uh, when I decided to switch it up in general, like, all the way. It was, uh, what was it, April? It was, like, the the, the Wonder yes, Woman Conference. the first one, April. Yeah, the Wonder Woman Conference in April uh, that was in Houston. And I remember, um, <laughs> I told you this, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, I remember... Um, 
Sorry, I'm just pausing because I'm just thinking back and and just really like just laughing and baffled before I say this out loud. But I re I remember that first night I literally went out to the the bar, right? I told you like I went out to the to this bar, and then I had uh I had met this white guy and then this girl or whatever, and we made plans to go to the strip club. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i'm being honest this is honest like i'm being transparent here we made plans to go to the strip club tuesday and then he told us what we was going to do in x y and z though mm-hmm. but before then it was just like it was just like i like before that moment though like i had questions about me fasting or whatever mm-hmm. and it was just like god was trying to push me too fast but I was still trying to live this life because I started going to church, what, March of last year? Mm-hmm. March 5th of last year because that's when the, the church opened. But from March to, like, from March to the end of April, May, May-ish, I was still doing with what I did. I was a lukewarm, like, I, mm-hmm. like I was being with what they yeah, consider yeah. now a, a like, a yeah, lukewarm yeah. Christian mm-hmm. because I was still out drinking. I was still out, like, I was still out drinking, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, was, I was still no living. change. Absolutely. It yeah. wasn't. But then I was wanting that change, but I was just, like, I think God was just, like, what was, what would Tasha uh, Cobb say? Uh, he was like the gracefully broken. broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seriously, yeah. seriously. Like he was just like literally like leading me from those ways, though. Yeah. But it wasn't until um, the Wonder Woman that second day. It was a, a pastor. He had prophesied mm-hmm. on me or whatever. Yeah. And then what he prophesied was just like everything, like um, like everything that like I went through and everything that it was to come. So I was like, okay, God, like, I got to fast. Yeah. Right? So I went, and then I fast, and I tell you, like, that Daniel fast that I did from the from the the beginning of April, from the, the end of April to May something, I went on the 21st, like, a 21-day fast, but I didn't finish it because God sh- told me some things, and <laughs> for the first time, it's audible like this right here. Yeah. God told me some things, and I was like, oh, shoot, uh-uh, like... <laughs> So, um, so, uh, that fast is what really, it really expedited my faith in Christ. And from then it was like, I like my, like my sexuality changed without me even, even knowing. And then also the taste of alcohol literally mm. took that out of my mouth yeah, and it. yeah, absolutely. And then the hunger that I have for him, it expedited. So. Sorry, I feel like I went on a rant. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a good that was a good synopsis of everything because I know that a lot has transpired from last year until this year. Right? Like just a lot. It is exactly. just it's it's unfathomable really because I've never would have thought that I would have seen such a dramatic change in a year, right? Because I've been saved for eight years now. Mm-hmm. And since it happens, I feel like it happens to everybody. You get saved and there's just this fire. There's this zeal that's there. But for whatever reason, well, I know what reason it is now, but back <laughs> then, I didn't know that if you don't feed that fire, it, it burns out. Right, right, It right. definitely burns out. And so, you know, I did my little six months of being on fire for God. I'm still trying to figure out how that even worked out. And I probably picked up my word about a dozen times in that time frame. Um, but for whatever reason, I was just on this Holy Ghost high, and I was like, there's nothing can that can defeat me. And I lived from a perspective of 
God is just blessing, 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 blessing. And that's all I got to do is just sit here and receive the blessings. I, I was unaware that there is a, a world, an, an active world inside of the word that fuels your everyday life. Mm-hmm. I, I was not I was not aware of that. So um, just the, everything that's that's happened um, in this past year is nothing compared to what happened the seven years prior to that. I haven't, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I don't know if it comes, I guess, with time or if it just comes with just actively seeking God. But it, it seems like ever since I've been more consistent, um, God has just been blowing my socks off. Like, exactly. period. I, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah, the, I mean, and it's, it, it's interesting. It really is interesting because God is a God that doesn't live in time. So even though we drag our feet when he gets to work and there's no dragging of his feet, it's like it's an instantaneous thing as soon as we put our first foot forward. So that's how it's been for me. So just to say that just witnessing all of this from last year to now. Exactly. Because you came a long way. I remember that Wonder Woman tour. Like I remember that like the like that um, that conference just seeing you because like what because we because we had seen you, like, prior to that, like, I had seen you in the church, like, about two or three times before the conference even took place, right? Mm-hmm. Two or three, like, like three or four mm-hmm. times, because it's, like, week by basis, right? Yeah. And then just seeing you then, like, just seeing, like, how you are now, like, you just have, like, so much of a glow to you compared to how it was before. And I remember that time, like, I remember that conference when uh, AMS, she had came to the account because that's when I was giving out free makeup, makeup right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. And then Ams had came, and then you know Ams was just this nice bubbly girl. Well, no, not was she still is this yeah. bubbly like have this big personality on her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, do you know, uh, take as much makeup as you want, but hey, you got to ask your mom first because <laughs> <laughs> I don't need her. Like right, I don't want her to come right. to me or whatever. But so just, but anyways, like just seeing how you were then to how you are now, it's like completely amazing though. Wow. Thank you. God is good. God is good because I can remember that day, not as of what happened, but how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like I remember First of all, dragging myself to even come to that service. I, I had to drag myself there because it was like I was in a war internally. Really? It was like my spirit was like, man, you need to get there. It's something that God has for you. Right. But at the same time, my flesh was like, man, you know, we feel better if we just, you know what I'm saying, go sit down in the car, kick the seats back, smoke one. Uh-huh. And that's that's what I was battling. But. I just something told me that I needed to be there. Yeah, I remember uh, hearing you uh, play your guitar um, in the parking lot, though. You was in the parking lot before it started. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to like say something to you, but I'm like, uh, she's not welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so crazy because that's how I know that that was a really tough time in life. Because I've always been viewed as the bubbly girl. You know, even even as a child, I was. I was the life of the party. It was like I would miss a day of school and I'd get back and they're like, bro, you can't miss a day of school, man, because it's boring <laughs> without you. When you miss, call us, we gonna miss. So it was like I always had that bubbly personality or had that really inviting personality. And I feel like just during that time of my life, I was so dark that it was very uninviting. It was like to look at me was like, ooh, it looks like she's having a bad day. And it wasn't, you know, I didn't have a resting bee face. You know, it was just, 
that presence. It was just, yeah, it was so heavy. And so it was weighing me down. And even to get up there and play my guitar, that took a lot. It took a lot because I'm used to being in my own zone. Mm. I'm used to being in my own zone, being very withdrawn and getting up there in front of everybody. I believe that was the first time that I've played. It was. It was the first time that I played my guitar in church. Mm. Very first time ever. Um, And even in that moment, while I was still feeling down up there playing my guitar, it was almost like, um, was it David and Saul? Where Saul would be irritated and David would come and play the harp and it would soothe him. That's what it was like. It was like as I was sitting up there playing, I was getting a sense of relief, but there was no freedom. At that time, there was no freedom, no freedom at all. I believe it was because it was a couple of days, right? Or was it just one day there? It was uh, at the conference. Yeah, the one that was in Houston. It was three days. It was a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, so it was like the more that I kept coming, the more I felt free. Okay. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like an instantaneous break. It was a, you're being healed as you're being obedient, you know? Right. And so to even answer that call from Prophetess was like, I really want to tell her no, but I didn't know how to say no. (laughs) I didn't know how to say no. Yeah, I I didn't know how to say no. So it was like I felt like I was putting myself up there in an awkward (laughs) position anyway. But but God is faithful. So that was that was a tremendous turning point in my life because, you know, I was not going. I she texted me and was like hey you know come to church and I was like yeah I'm done with that absolutely it's it's a no-go for me which is so interesting because even though I wasn't in church the only songs that I would play on my guitar were worship songs really the only songs I know on my guitar are worship songs it's worship songs so it was like I was secluded to myself being tormented and it was almost as if I was the David to my Saul As I was playing in my own comfort of my home, that was the only thing that was getting me by, keeping me sane. (laughs) Hey, that is crazy because um, before I got back into church, the only church songs that I knew (laughs) was these old school Baptist (laughs) songs. But so if I wasn't like playing like no... uh, no, like slow jams, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which slow jams? I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Like we be in such a funk, so we're gonna just listen to more sad music right, to put, put us in a sad yeah, place. Yeah. I don't know why we do that, but uh, anyways. Uh, but order my steps though was my go-to, and it still <laughs> is because it brought me back to that nostalgia, like just from being into the church place. Even yeah. like this is even when I was like. I think God was just bringing me to that song each time, though, because like even I was like with new like um, uh, not into the church, but I would go back to that song and that song would just do something for me. It would just like I don't know what we consider like a purging. I don't I don't it's know. It's like opening you up. Yeah. It's like opening you up to receive and just to release some things. Something was doing something, but yes. yeah. Like I would listen to that song. I and think everybody has that one song that'll tear them up. Yeah, like that's tear them all the way. Yeah. Up. Yep, that's Mine my song. Is yes by Shekinah Glory. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Like that, song, that song puts me Really, I it feel- brings me to that place of surrenderance and repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, I don't know what it is, but that song gets me every single time. And it's so old. It's so old. I've heard it like all of my saved life. But to this day, that is that is the one song that'll get me every time. Dang, I'm going to have to listen to that song. It's, it's listen, 
it's have the box of tissues ready. Cause, really? Yeah. I'm gonna have to listen to it like right when we get off. Like yeah. we're gonna have to put it on. It is good. I'm telling you because it, it, it's. It's it, it, the words of the song is everything that we truly need to say to God. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, I'll obey Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'll walk straight, Jesus. I'm made up in my mind. I've made up in my mind. I'll say yes. So it's just like you can you can tell in the the passion that the song is sung with. It's really convicting because it's like you out there doing your own thing, knowing that you know what you should be doing, and even if we're not sure exactly what we should be doing. We're not right. concerned about finding out what it is. We're just out there doing our thing. Absolutely. absolutely. Until you have that encounter, and it's like, okay, God, I'll say yes. Like, that. <laughs> okay, whatever you do, like, you got it. Like, don't trip. Whatever I had going yes. on, forgive me for it. Um, I'm all yours. Yes, trust that me. Is that, that is that song for me. Trust me. This is the season of my life right now where I am saying yes. Trust me. I have <laughs> yeah. no choice but to say and the, yes. And yes is not always easy. It's what? It's not always easy. That yes will take you out your comfort zone. Girl. Like, I'm still working on my yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably why I love the song so much. Because like, I need you to get it together and yes. say yes. Like, yes. all the way yes. Absolutely. So, the feeling how you... Okay, so, how can I say this? So, we already talked about your last year, right? Mm-hmm. Versus now. Like, so, right now in your current state, how do you feel? Now that you surrendered to God mm-hmm. and now that you had, that's also I want to like now that you have a relationship with him opposing to it just feeling like a duty. Sure, yes. Yeah, a duty. Um, so it's, it's, it's what I never thought it could be uh-huh. because I was so used to it being a chore uh-huh. because I was so used to it being a duty. I think we subconsciously have that in our mind. Like, ugh, if we want to serve God, it's going to be a chore. Right. Like it, it's going to be. I'm not going to keep up with it. There's no way. Like, I barely keep up with laundry days. God, (laughs) I can't, you know, let's just be honest. But God has shown so much grace towards me this year as for my growth. Right. And he revealed to me that a lot of the things that I deal with are in my mind. it's, It's in my mind. It's the way that I'm thinking. And so... Coming out of last year into this year, first of all, before God even began to do any of the work, really, it was a it was an inner feeling. It was like I knew that it was time for something new. It was like I knew I was at the end of my ropes and that if I wanted to continue that I was going to have to jump onto a different frequency. Pretty much like I had to get off of me, get off of my agenda. And so that grace that God showed me was like. I began to fill that void that we already have because we're not with God. I've filled it up with so much stuff before that I never realized I had it. And, you know, just being uh, more intimate with God and showing up for service and getting involved with Bible study, it seemed like it softened my heart and softened my understanding, right? It was like I began to make more room in my heart for God. <laughs> no, that, I'm sorry, but I don't mean to cut you off, but that reminded me of that time when we was, uh, after service, we went out eating, and then I was like, I don't know, after this fast, it's like, I feel sad for people. <laughs> like, compassion. I like, yeah, and that's what you was like, uh, compassion? And I was like, Oh, that's what that is? Like right. and it and it's unusual. It's unusual. I mean, we live we live in a fallen world. And so, you know, growing up with just everything being in a fallen state around you, uh-huh. it that passion, I mean, it's 
yeah, you know, you can have that. Yeah, I love you, girl. You know, I cut for you. You know, yeah, that's my homegirl, my homeboy. But it's never really that I feel for you. Right. We, I've never experienced that. So with making more space for the things of God in my heart, it was almost as if I identified what this void was. And now I was just on. I was determined to make sure that it stayed filled, but stayed filled with God. And so as I'm feeling this void, it went from being a chore to being like a daily lifeline. It was like if I don't feel that, I feel it throughout the day. It's, it's an open void because our relationship with God, we renew every day. And so on the days that I didn't renew, I felt like that it. was just like last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago when I told you, like, I finally um, started back waking up and praying. Right. Yeah. And then I told you, like, after prayer, it's like all all the um I like, I think that night I went to bed like at 12, like I go to bed late, but then it's like God woke me up at like two or three. Mm-hmm. It was like two something. And then I stayed up and I prayed till like five, but I went like I went back to sleep and had to wake up at seven for work. But all that, like that day I had so much energy. Mm-hmm. It was like my soul was energized. Listen, I understand completely. I understand completely. And that's what I knew that I couldn't miss out on. Right. It was like, I, I, I guess I had just became, I had come to a point of being sick of myself to the point of no return. And I feel like some of us out there are like that. Right. You know, mom is always like, don't do what I do. What is it? Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Right. But that's so hard. <laughs> it's like, I get you saying, you know, don't do what you're doing, but, but this is all I'm it. seeing. See it, right? I don't know how to do it any other way. And so it's like. Coming and meeting with God and, and, and it's like making a new a new treading a new path Mm. right because I have no one in my family to watch and see like oh my gosh they're serving God the way I want to serve God I don't have that and so it's like looking around and you're like well uh God how do I do this (laughs) yeah it's it's just church family and so I feel like that's been a blessing yeah it's been a blessing um this past year because I can speak for prior years all the churches that I went to Even the ones that I hopped around to, I mean, I went to them a couple of times, so they knew who I was, but there was no connection. When I wasn't there, there wasn't a, I I used to think this was so weird when you would go to a church and fill out the connection card and you miss the next Sunday and then they'd be calling you like, hey, we didn't see you. Like, whoa, 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 I ain't commit to (laughs) y'all. What are y'all doing? I thought that was so weird, but having that at Elevate, it was like, hey, how was service? We gonna see you next week, right? And it was like, uh. (laughs) <laughs> but to have that that connection where it's like I have people who are looking for me. Right. They're checking on me. They want to know about my well-being, how I'm doing. I never had that before. So to have that now, it really helps as a tool to continue on this path because that old one was like, it was out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Like, I don't know. That's just how, like, I feel. I feel uh, so with myself this year. Um, I feel so much more at peace. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like peace. And I was like just telling my friend like how I am like happy. Yeah. Like I am authentically happy and at peace. Like it feels like a weight has been lifted. Yeah. And I'm still getting used to the feeling like yeah. living in freedom. Yeah. Because once you're bound for so long, it almost feels like a new normal. And now you have to get used to the, you're new, you're for sure normal. Yeah, I'm I'm still, 
Still getting used to that. Because yes, yes, yes. it's a lot. It it's is. a lot. When God comes through, it's just like, he yeah, he just through. blow your mind. Yeah, <laughs> Still blown. I mean, and then don't get me wrong. Like the like, like I ain't gonna say that. Like, uh, with this walk, we hit challenges. Oh, yeah. And those challenges, we will speak on them challenges in future episodes. But there is challenges. Like, this walk ain't easy. Absolutely. Like, when the enemy see that, like, you're 100% with God, then he's going to go with full force. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but one thing I can say is that it, being a Christian, it doesn't change the circumstances you go through. It just makes them so much more conquerable just walking with God because it's in his power you know um but there are challenges there are challenges and some of the challenges we don't come into until we're in Christ it's like you've never experienced this in your everyday life until you're in Christ and it's like okay what is this absolutely (laughs) absolutely but yeah so with that being said everyone um that's conclude our first episode uh, Dom right here is going to pray us out of it. I hope you all enjoy it. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the conversation that was had today. Father, we thank you for even taking us back, God, and reminding us of where we've come from and reminding us of your goodness and your greatness and your glory that is just shown throughout our lives, even in such a short time span, Father. So we ask, Lord, that you bless each and every person that's come out. Father, to listen to this podcast, Father, Lord, we hope that you create opportunities in their life, God, to have that encounter with you, to notice that pivotal point in their life, God, when they accept you as their Lord and Savior, when they begin to follow you, God. So, Father, we thank you. We honor your name, God, and we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.